What's up, everybody? This is Tanner from TanmanBaseballFan.com. I've been thinking a little bit tonight about uh, the online component of collecting. Uh, I can't really be denied, I guess, that uh, the community portion of the hobby uh, is a plays like a really big part uh, of uh, our collecting experience, I would say. Um, for the internet, I remember uh, getting some cards and being excited to show uh, some friends what I got, or and also excited to see what my friends got as well. Um, whether it's just to, you know for admiration purposes, or you know to trade, or just to you know have something to talk about, you know. And so uh, online, um, when uh, we now are really kind of. Uh, connected, I guess you could say, to almost every other <laughs> collector, it seems like, that uh, out there, uh, we're able to uh, uh, just have a greatly enhanced experience in collecting nowadays, uh, really even, uh, you know, for the sole reason alone, it's not just for the sole reason alone, but uh, a big part of it is because of the online community. Um, I know for me, uh, personally, I love being able to go on Facebook groups and Twitter and uh, the forums and, you know, kind of share with uh, the community kind of what I've been doing in my, uh, in my collection, whether it be, uh, you know, making some purchases or uh, trading them uh, for something else, or even just uh, kind of educating everybody about the story, the history behind, you know, whatever card it is I picked up. Um, another thing that I do as well uh, is I, oftentimes share the story of how a certain piece came into my collection. And all of that is greatly enhanced by the feedback that I receive. And I am so thankful and appreciative of you all out there, uh, you know, kind of just uh, responding, commenting. Uh, I love reading the replies in the comments. Um, there's a few of you, uh, out there that I don't really like uh, listening to the comments because uh, some of you out there are pretty negative, but uh, the positive comments I really, uh, I really do like. I don't think anybody really likes negative comments, but, uh, but anyways, it's been fun. Uh, it's been really fun. And so sometimes I just kind of sit back and think, why am I doing this? Like what, what is it about this that's enjoyable? And I think it is really just kind of the connectivity that we have through the internet that we can actually uh, you know, enjoy a hobby like this that really kind of a lot of people in our life, like in real life, may or may not really understand fully. Um, I know that's the case for me. Like there's a lot of people that I know, uh, that don't really, uh, you know, don't really know much about baseball cards. I mean, I've had maybe <laughs> a couple people in real life outside my family uh, see parts of my collection and that's really kind of it. Uh, so being able to get on the internet and uh, have hundreds or even thousands of you all out there look at what I have and, and read what I write and listen to what I say on the podcast here or watch what I do on YouTube, uh, it's, it's very, uh, it's very uh, gratifying. I guess, because I do feel like uh, we are a kindred spirit here. Uh, that if I show you a, oh, I don't know, if I tell you about like a card that I was really 
looking forward to, like for instance, the 1887 Gypsy Queen King Kelly and the incredible story that it had behind it and impossible connections to Casey at the Bat uh, that, I read, that I wrote about, uh, you know, I think about a month ago or so. Um, it's fun to be able to share what I've learned uh, with you all out there. So um, and it's also really fun to be able to learn from you all. So I've got to tend to learn as well uh, when it comes to this hobby and the history and just uh, it's been fantastic and I just really kind of enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, so every now and then I, st I start thinking like, well, you know, it's kind of funny because like it's, it's a, uh, very much so a, uh, I don't know what you call it, a millennial put down or a Gen Z put down where somebody's like, oh no, you didn't get enough views or likes on TikTok or Instagram or whatever people are using, whatever the crazy kids are using these days, I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, part of that rings true for this Gen Xer right here as well. You know, I, uh, like, oh man, I wrote something and I only got a couple of responses or whatever. But uh, the benefit is though, uh, one of our write articles, uh, they're mainly for my website, tamanbaseballfan.com. And I never uh, regret writing because it's basically become an online journal for me. Uh, because I'll, I'll splice some things in on what's going on in my life at the time as well. And uh, I actually use it almost like as a research tool for like, hey, when did, like I just did this uh, recently, like when did we have the AC go out and the uh, fencing go out and, you know, I was able to scroll through the pictures where I was taking baseball cards all around that time as well. And I go, I think it was like, you know, in October or wherever, and so I was able to find it. But I always go on my website uh, and start looking up certain things to you know, try to refresh my memory when certain purchases occurred or what else was happening in life during that time, you know, and it's, uh, it's been good for that reason as well. Um, so whenever I don't get too terribly many responses or anything, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's not all for naught because, uh, I'm, you know, building this, uh, this journal that I'm able to look back on. That's why I try to spend a lot of time on uh, pictures and and the words because I want to really kind of uh, be able to look back on something that uh, that's really kind of a vibrant memory uh, for me uh, for whatever I've been doing in this hobby so it's something I would definitely encourage you all to do as well like set up a blog or or you know just a journal even on your uh, computer or something or even you know pen and paper or whatever shoot I was doing that for collecting like when I was fifth in fifth grade uh, you know, I found out that like, I think it was March 15th or something, uh, of 1989 was when I really started first collecting. Uh, and I found that out because of an old journal from school that my folks had, uh, had saved. So that was kind of funny. March 15th, March 12th, something like that. I don't recall exactly. I'd have to go back. And that's another thing that if I wanted to know what the exact date is, I could go on my website because I've been, uh, writing articles for uh, over a decade now. Like I think my first articles might've been in 2008 or nine or 10 or something. So, um, you know, it's been, it's been really neat. It's, it's definitely been a part of this hobby experience for me. And every now and then there'll be some cringeworthy moments, just, to, just like life, I guess, because I'll go across, uh, come across some pictures of cards I don't have anymore that I wish I did still. And, uh, but I think we always have those regrets <laughs> whenever it comes to uh, to selling or trading, you know, from time to time. And that's uh, 
that's unfortunate, but that's just part of the game, part of the hobby. Um, so anyways, I'll tell you kind of like what I've been working on now is I've been working on um, this uh, page for my site where I have like really nice photos of all of the cards in my Kinseiko collection. And, uh, you know, I'm also going to try to do uh, something where I'll write up a little story behind each one of them because and it's just got to be, you know, it could be like a couple sentences or a couple paragraphs, but um, like literally almost every card that I have right now uh, that is worthy of this page or whatever is going to have a story that goes behind it. And, uh, you know, so I, I, I've been working on this quite uh, pretty hard uh, for the past uh, month or so, and it's been uh, rewarding and satisfying. It's like I remember when I spent months and months and months scanning and scanning and scanning uh, and listing on uh, CansecoCollector.com, my website that had my old uh, uh, collection. Now there's like, uh, it's still up there for everybody who's a Canseco collector that wants to take a look and see what I had or, you know, see what they need to do to fill in in their collection as well. But there's probably close to 5,200 items over there. So this new one is going to be much more focused on uh, the aesthetics of the, uh, the cards as well as the stories behind them. So, uh, and it's going to be only maybe 100 to 150 total cards and that's it and I don't anticipate getting much bigger than that not looking uh, for anything crazy at all uh, by any stretch of the imagination but I really do want to kind of document where I've uh, where I've come and uh, you know how, how long it's taken me and uh, what I've been doing recently over, over the past uh, you know really over the past couple years since I sold out because I think I sold out uh, or decided to, to start selling out my super collection in uh, June 30th, I believe it was, of 2018. And that's another thing that documenting where I've gone in this hobby has been uh, very good is because I've been able to, I don't know, I think I just really like uh, competing with myself perhaps, but uh, it's fun because I'm able to look at what I had previously. And I remember all the feedback they got like oh man i can't believe that you're selling that's crazy you you uh work so hard on this and i'll tell you i'm a living test uh testament to uh the fact that you know you really can get back to uh you know whatever you want to do really um now clearly <laughs> the numbers show that i am not anywhere near uh where i was in terms of quantity but in terms of quality um, that's really uh, where my new, my current collection shines. And uh, it's been something where, you know, I'm not competing with anybody um, at all except for myself. And the, the, I don't really have an end goal or a goal line or anything like that. But one thing that uh, I've been very happy about is uh, the quality that I have right now uh, beats the quality that I did. Now, let me kind of define that a little bit for you first, because my tastes have certainly changed uh, quite a bit, but whereas before I would be focused on 
uh, everything I didn't have, but particularly one of ones, um, uh, prototypes, uh, oversized cards, uh, like proofs, that sort of thing. Uh, so if like there was a an uncut sheet uh, of a card, I would that would be that'd be for me, um, you know. Or if there was a blank back, that was for me. Uh, if it had a serial numbered uh, stamp one of one, that would be for me. And so that's what I was always going for. So um, nowadays, like and really even like the you know back then, of course, I got all the knobs, barrels, and that sort of thing as well. Like there was a time where when I had like the lion's share of all the, the barrels and knobs minus like one or two of them out there. And, uh, you know, of course sold them out off. And now I'm at a point where I don't want all of them. You know, I want like a solid representation of each. And so I have my favorite barrel, uh, that I've ever, you know, ever had before and my favorite knob that I've ever had. So the thing is, of course, let me, <laughs> add a little caveat in there for you is, is that uh, they're going to be making these knobs and barrels and button cards and patch cards until the end of time. And so I fully understand that uh, <laughs> there'll be nicer barrels and knobs that come out in the future from uh, what I have right now. But uh, number one, I've come to grips with the <laughs> with the fact that you know you can't have it all. You can't always have the best of the best and everything. And I've understood that. I've I've gone into recollecting this stuff with that understanding. So I'm, I'm not I'm not nearly in the point of where I was uh, uh, before, like compulsively buying these cards. Uh, now I'm just really kind of thankful for what I have. And uh, you know, so I'm also thankful that. Um, I have a number of cards that are my favorites that satisfy their category. So, um, 2018, I think I had uh, four or five bat barrels, and they're all great. I mean, you know, you can't go wrong with a barrel card, but uh, <laughs> it's definitely overkill for me, um, especially since I'm not a super collector now, you know. So, one that I have is like very meaningful. I'll give you an example of what it is it's a, uh, I think it's a 2016 museum. Uh, by Tops, and uh, it does not have an autographed version of it, like they do a lot, especially with like tier one, like they'll do like a autographed and non-autographed version. So it is a one-off uh, in every sense of the meaning. Uh, they took the time to uh, cut out the actual model and his name uh, and centered it on the barrel in the card. Uh, it's the best example of that, that I've ever seen. And forget about the design. I mean, it's an incredible design too. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I've never seen a barrel uh, of that quality before anywhere else. And so I picked it up. I think I remember uh, seeing it in a break, which like, you know, blew me away because like that never happens. <laughs> and uh, so I was able to land it and I ended up selling it. It was actually one of the first cards I sold uh, for my collection. And all of a sudden, a good friend of mine uh, uh, told me that the person I sold it to was interested in trading it. And I go, oh my gosh. And so at the time I had an Immaculate Barrel, which was like my favorite one at the time. It was like beautiful 
gold olive oil. Just an incredible looking card. Um, <laughs> just gorgeous. And so, uh, and I was super happy because I took, by the way, it took a lot for me to be able to get that card back. Um, but uh, when my buddy said that uh, he was about to land my old museum, I immediately said, okay, will you please trade me barrels if I uh, add cash with it as well? And I think it was pretty much a no-brainer for him, uh, especially given the fact that like the Immaculate's just like a, <laughs> I mean, it's a really nice, it's really nice. It's not licensed, obviously, but it's a really nice barrel. And, uh, you know, I couldn't imagine uh, me having ever traded that one because that was my favorite for a very long time. Uh, but I guess kind of the blinders came off once I realized that the museum was able to be, uh, you know, to be attained and, uh, go, man, this is like, like the perfect card for my collection for what I'm trying to do. And, uh, you know, so the same thing goes for a knob. Like it was a new one. I picked up a Sterling and uh 2020 Sterling knob and, uh, it's got like, you know, fabulous markings on the knob itself it's got an incredible design it's sterling you know i mean it's got a real nice refractive finish and you know i looked at it and go you know what? this is the knob example that i want for my collection and it's my favorite out of the other ones i've ever had um which is uh you know <laughs> you know i had some amazing knobs i really did they were great but this one is just like it's one that I can't stop looking at. And that's what I look for in my collection. When I am able to get a card that I just uh, can't stop looking at or uh, I'm so excited to have because of the story behind it or something. So, um, you know, so certainly I don't have, uh, you know, five knobs, five barrels or, you know, and if I went after them, I, again, I know that within the next five years, I could easily have that again, or 10 uh, knobs, 10 barrels. But the thing is though, is they're gonna keep making them. So, uh, you know, I really wanted to just focus on, uh, you know, my favorite example for each. And, you know, so that's kind of what I've been doing. And plus, it's been great because I realized that, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to talk this out to you, by the way, in, in hopes of something kind of, uh, you know, resonating with you and maybe this is something that's going to get you to rethink things or think of things differently anyways. Uh, but anyway, so I, what I've been able to do and I've realized this also is like having one knob, like the enjoyment of having one knob is incredible. Um, the enjoyment of having two knobs is not twofold. Like it might feel like just a little bit of a bump instead of like a tremendous bump and uh of you know just desire or excitement and so when it comes to these cards especially when they're like super expensive like this you know you really kind of <laughs> you hope that you're able to get like this uh incredible uh feeling of excitement and so here's a here's a little nugget that i've just kind of uh, come across in my head also because uh, i know that i've had this in the past because of how compulsively I was, I was picking these up uh, years ago, uh, I know that I, I had a number of times where I would pick up a really expensive card and man, let me tell you, like it came in in hand. I wasn't like terribly excited. And so I think one example for, uh, for instance, was like a 2017 tier one. Uh, it was a gold ink one of one. 
and I think I had to pay 500 or $550 for it or something back then. Like the, the one of ones like that were a lot more money back then. But anyways, uh, I remember getting it. It's like, okay, I got it. Uh, I checked off that box. Oh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen out there that's listening, let me tell you something. If I end up spending $550 for a baseball card, I want to be jumping out of my skin excited about it, okay? Like, I don't want to have this like, eh, okay, it's cool, because it just doesn't make sense. And so, if I do that with another knob, just for the fact that it's a knob, or for another barrel, just for the fact that it's another barrel, um, I don't want to spend, you know, what it could possibly be, $1,000 or more, I mean, depending on the knob or barrel, and be like, eh, okay. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's pretty neat. You know, I'll, I'll put it next to my other barrel. No, I want to be like super excited. I want to be like stupid excited um, about it. And so I don't think I can get that, uh, get that level of excitement if I just get another one for no reason. Now, certainly I can uh, come up with uh, reasons to have different variations of uh, barrels and knobs. And, and I don't see myself never having a second or third knob or barrel you know because I, I think there will be some that will really kind of pick my interest but um, just because the fact it's a barrel or a knob or a button that doesn't really do it for me anymore instead what does it for me are is like putting that money into a vintage card that excites me or a comic book or a transformer that like really excites me and so it's kind of fun to be able to diversify that uh, that way as well because at the end of the day, um, yeah, we might be on a mission with our baseball card collections um, and our player collections, our set collections, whatever it is, uh, but why are we doing this? We're doing this for enjoyment. Um, so if a, you know, putting more money towards like a, you know, an Honest Wagner uh, over like a Canseco, Jose Canseco Bat Barrel, right? Um, you know, it's gonna, give me more joy, enjoyment, I'd much rather be in a position where I could do that. Um, and, uh, you know, so it's, it's been fun also, by the way, uh, to be able to pick up some incredible cards that maybe down the road I'm not feeling are so incredible anymore and trading them. You know, I've talked about trading quite a bit, I think over the past uh, few podcasts where uh, I would take a card that was not numbered that I really wanted, but it just had like a ridiculous patch and offer up a trade of multiple patch one of ones um, and even the same type of card uh, that I was trading for just with a little bit lesser patch. Um, and uh, you know, that's exactly what I'm going for right now. I am exactly 100% in sharpshooter mode, um, meaning that I am sharpshooting for specific cards that really excite me that really get me going. Um, Cause I really don't have any interest in doing anything else really. Um, and, uh, and by the way, <laughs> you know, so we're obviously at a national baseball card day here uh, today, which is, uh, which is kind of fun, but uh, I did a little video on YouTube, which is, uh, which is a blast also where I had um, uh, my camera on me. So I recorded myself going into my garage and uh, just kind of uh, going through like, I think I have probably about uh, 125,000 cards uh, that are just in boxes and boxes and boxes I picked up a couple weeks ago. I just took 10, 15 minutes and 
dove in and had fun pulling out the 91 Donruss All-Star Wade Boggs cards. There were like five or six of them there. Uh, you know, looking at the 88 Donruss cards and, uh, you know, kind of uh, throwing up a little bit in my mouth when I see 89 Bowman. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, but all kinds of fun cards in there. And so there's obviously, uh, you know, not really any cards I really am interested in keeping in these. And, and there are a few because I will have like a binder of like fun cards that aren't really worth all that much that I'll, that I'll keep to, just for fun, for memory's sake. Uh, but it's fun to just dive into those boxes and have fun. But as far as, and it's kind of funny also, by the way, um, going from being a kid and being so excited about being able to spend $1 on an 89 Squark and Seiko card to now as an adult going like spending, you know, an incredible amount of money uh, on certain cards of his that I really have no nostalgia link to aside from the fact that's the player and that's the medium is a baseball card. Um, so I don't know how they did it, but they got me hook, line, and sinker, just like they probably have you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm thankful for it. I'm happy. Uh, I'm really, like, I don't think I've ever been more satisfied with my collection as I have been now. Um, I do know another big difference from my collecting now versus back then when I was a super collector is when I talk about compulsive buying, I also talk about, uh, or I, I should also mention, uh, the, uh, there's a, there's a, there's a note of anxiety, uh, to be able to get to eBay and check the new listings. Um, that was definitely present back then. Um, and it's not now. And I check eBay several times a day today, but like not like several times every hour, if that makes sense. Um, and I've talked to other super collectors that they share the same sentiment. And I've talked to a few friends of mine that have, you know, either, you know, kind of eased off, like backed off the pedal a little bit, or they've, uh, you know, gotten out of it altogether. And they say, wow, Tanner, yeah, this is, this feels a lot better. It feels a lot like a weight has been lifted off of me. And I go, you know what? That's exactly what I was thinking when I decided to sell out my super collection. I felt like this, uh, this responsibility was lifted off my shoulders. And so collecting this way uh, that I am now uh, as a sharpshooter has been um, much more enjoyable. Uh, it's definitely been a lot more uh, a lot less stressful as well. And it also comes with, uh, it comes with the level of enjoyment that, uh, that easily matches, if not surpasses, uh, what I had when I was a super collector. And, but there's like no responsibility, uh, that's attached. There's no like, you know, oh, I have to get this or I have to get that. Nope. There's no more because, uh, you know, I understand and I hope you do too, that when it comes to these really new, uh, nice high-end cards, they're going to keep making them. You know, so if you miss one this year, don't worry about it. They're going to make them again next year. If you miss that, no big deal. You're going to, you'll be, be able to get it the next year after that. Same thing goes for uh, these low-numbered uh, 90s inserts and parallels. Um, guess what? Uh, if you miss one <laughs> that's numbered to like 25 or 30 or 10 or whatever, don't sweat it, guys. Like, it's okay. 
uh, because here's what's going to happen. Eventually, at some point down the road, one of the owners of those cards is going to uh, sell out again, whether that's you know later this month or next year or in five years. You never know. Um, it's part of the fun of it as well. It's the hunt. And uh, so embrace the hunt, guys. Embrace the, uh, the excitement of finding something like it's a, it's a, a potentially a lifelong treasure hunt which is what's so exciting so you know and here's another quick uh, tip that I've talked about a couple times over the past couple years um, I would highly recommend uh, you know taking some of your favorite cards and displaying them uh, in your office or in your room or wherever you can obviously be safe you know don't have them in direct sunlight and you know make sure that you don't have your kids or animals that can knock them over or whatever um, but one thing that I've noticed uh, for myself is whenever I put my cards uh, in on display I find myself number one uh, admiring them several times a day which has been great uh, and number two uh, I think it's really kind of uh, you know quenched this desire of got to have more because with them in my face I'm more thankful for what I have if that makes sense and uh, I think we all can really be thankful for what we have uh, you know because <laughs> there's a lot of people in the world that are they're hurting now so the very fact that we have uh, some cards in our collections at all is uh, something to be thankful for and something to be happy about and I remember that, uh, you know, when I first came back uh, into this, I think I was, it was at the end of, uh, at the end of uh, 2018. Um, I remember amassing like a nice little run of refractors and other low number parallels. They weren't really anything like super duper exciting. There was a handful of them that were really nice, but uh, looking back, I mean, I wouldn't really, most of them I really wouldn't want at this point. But just remembering how excited and thankful I was just for those. You know, so it really kind of is your mindset. Um, but anyway, so that's kind of uh, what's been going on in my head. Uh, I know it's like a lot of different things have been scatterbrained, but hey, what else is new, right? So, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I don't know. I hope that this in some way, shape or form, uh, you know, kind of helps you or you can connect with this. And maybe it gives you a chance to think, it, think, think of things a little bit differently in this hobby. Um, in whatever way it does, I just hope it's uh, for the positive for you. So, um, if not anything else, maybe just, uh, you know, hopefully entertaining for you to kind of follow along with my story and my journey. So anyways, that's all I have for tonight. Thank you as always for listening. Um, have a great evening.